Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 138, Staying Safer on Your College Campus. This week, we borrow from several online sources about campus safety to look at how students can stay safer on campus. The college lifestyle has been identified as one of the two top criminal victimization lifestyles in the United States. The other one is the criminal lifestyle. If you're a college student, you're at risk. Here are some ways to make sure you stay safer on campus. The very first step is to be prepared and know your resources. So, for example, call or email your campus safety office to get information on what you need to know. What do you need to be on the lookout for? How can you get in touch with them? Find out about emergency phone stations, campus escort services, if they have safety maps with suggested secure routes, and take a look at your campus's safety report. This is something that they have to provide by the Clary Act, or C-L-E-R-Y. And you'll want to take a look at your campus's Clary Act report every year, just so that you can stay abreast of what's happening on campus and what you might need to be on the lookout for. Establish an ICE, in case of emergency, contact on your phone. ICE is the standardized code emergency personnel uh, will use to find out who to contact from your phone if you get hurt or worse. Establish several friends who can give you safe calls and other support if you need it, and be their support and their safe call too. Safe call is quite simply, you text a friend, maybe a code word, maybe a code letter, they call you, and that lets you leave an uncomfortable situation. So establish that code word with friends. If you call them and you say, it's really crazy here, for example, that should let them know you're in some kind of trouble, but you can't talk freely. Have a plan for what to do when your friend says or texts the code word to you. And like Denor said, you can also use a letter to say, call me. For example, if you text your friend just an X, it might mean, I'm in a bad place. Please call me. Another thing is don't carry cash. Use debit cards and credit cards, but if you visit an ATM, put the cash somewhere you can't see it easily before you leave the ATM. You don't want people seeing you walking away with, say, 200 bucks and $20 bills from the ATM. Put that in your wallet, put the wallet in your purse, or put it in deep in your pocket. Don't be seen carrying cash. It makes you a great target, and you want to avoid that. Pay attention to crime rates and crime trends. Be aware of areas in and around campus you're more likely to get hurt attacked, or robbed. Bars especially can be dangerous areas. Speaking of bars, let's talk about precautions you should probably take after dark. The first thing is use the buddy system when walking at night. Never walk alone if you can help it. All right. Make sure you're with someone. Make sure that they're a trustworthy person. If you can't use the buddy system because there isn't someone to walk with or ride with, then call campus security for a ride if you're on your own or if you're under the influence. They have seen drunk students before. They would rather get you back to your dorm room or back to your apartment than have to do a police report on you the next day because you've gone missing. Park in a lit area or a parking lot with lots of traffic if you know you won't be back until after sundown. Give yourself as much light as possible and as many ear and eyewitnesses as possible. Don't leave without knowing where you're going and how you'll get back. 
You want to scout your path to and from your car during the day where you can see where you're going. The third thing is keep your stuff on lockdown. Lock your dorm room, lock your apartment door every time you leave. Right? This is I can't stress this enough. Don't unlock your dorm room, go out and get a few things and come back with the door unlocked. Anyone could have walked in there while you were gone. Lock the door. And speaking of locks, have a passcode or a biometric lock, like a thumbprint lock, on your computer, your phone, your tablet, and any other electronics. You don't want people getting into those either. You want to close and lock your windows because you don't want someone to be able to sneak in through them. Keep your blinds and your curtains closed to preserve some semblance of privacy. Add a contact sensor to drawers and doors, which alerts you when someone else opens them. Also, even inside your dorm room or your apartment, have a small safe to keep your valuables protected, even from your roomies. All right, You may not want your roomies going through your jewelry, for example. Don't loan out your key. Don't loan out your ID. Those can often open doors that should not be opened by anyone but students. And don't prop your doors open in the dorms, because anybody could walk in. Okay? Just don't do that. You want to be smart on your socials. Don't geotag photos, because people can figure out where you are when you post where you are. Also, don't post about being home alone or about leaving your home, because that's going to tell a potential robber, hey, I'm either alone here or there's no one here. Please come and take my stuff. It also tells a potential stalker, hey, they're not at home. I can follow them around campus, and you don't want that either. If you travel, post the photos from the trip after you've come home. Don't post during the trip. Again, that tells people, like Denor said, hey, I'm not home. Come steal my stuff. And make sure that your social media profiles are not open to the world. Make sure that they are set to friends only or friends locked, or maybe friends of friends, to enlarge your social circle through people you trust. Take a photo of yourself and send it to a friend before you go somewhere new so they know what you look like if you disappear, meaning they know what you're wearing, and they can show this photo to the police if things go badly. And don't stay logged into your social media. If you lose your tech and you're logged in, you are really vulnerable to hackers. Now, the fifth thing we got from all these resources is be careful about your car. Carry your keys with one key sticking out between your knuckles to protect yourself when you're walking to your car. And when you approach your vehicle, check around the vehicle and make sure there aren't any, you know, unwanted loiterers near you. You don't want anybody near your car, next to your car, under your car, in your car. And if you're coming up to your car after dark, use the flashlight on your phone. Focus on getting to your car. Don't get distracted by your phone or by other things. Stay alert. Make the trip as quick as possible. Never leave valuables where they can be seen. Don't leave your purses, your backpacks, or laptop bags somewhere where someone from the outside can see them. Keep them in the trunk, or better yet, take them with you. The sixth big piece of advice is to have a plan. Okay, Walk with confidence and avoid looking like you're confused. Even if you are, pretend you're not. Ask yourself, what would a person who isn't confused look like? And then do that. Also, if you're going to a party, make arrangements to get yourself home safely. If you have a... Um, a designated driver, make sure you stay where you can see the designated driver. If you are the designated driver, for God's sake, don't drink. You've got people that you got to be responsible to. Make sure you have your headphones in, but not on. It gives you the appearance of being confident and of knowing where you're going, 
and the other person doesn't know that you're not listening to something. Don't walk looking at your phone because when you look down, that tells a potential attacker, this person isn't paying attention, I can sneak up on them. Avoid walking along deserted paths. You want to find places where other people are going so that you can blend in with the crowd. Also, being with a crowd makes it harder to grab you. You can download your campus map and use the GPS to find the highly trafficked routes and stay on those highly trafficked routes. Even if it takes a little longer to get there, use them. And another thing that isn't really out, but it's something you should have a plan for, even if, even if it's not really you're out with people, have a plan for escaping a fire if your dorm or apartment catches fire. So know your escape routes and keep a small fire extinguisher in your room. It does happen. You don't want to be caught in that. The seventh big piece of advice is learn how to defend yourself. Pay attention to people, environment, and objects around you, because being aware keeps you safe. Know who looks suspicious. Know what places you don't feel safe around and avoid them. Do not ignore your gut feelings about things. We have instincts for a reason, and that instinct is to keep us as safe as possible. Keep your personal boundaries in mind and stand for them, because if you don't stand for your own boundaries, no one else will. Also, have self-defense items with you, like pepper spray, or a flashlight with a strobe light, which can confuse an attacker, or even a taser, but just make sure that they're legal in your area. Take a self-defense class and make your body the self-defense item. And remember, if someone's trying to attack you, especially if they're male, a knee to the groin will incapacitate them, and that allows you a chance to sprint away and escape. The eighth big piece of advice is you want to stock up on safety supplies and keep these supplies where you can get them easily. Things like pepper spray, a flashlight with a strobe light. Some cell phones have flashlight apps. See if you can download one. Tasers, police whistles, scissors, pocket knives, alarm buttons, first aid kits, fire extinguishers, are all really good things to help you stay safer. And you can keep some of these in your car and you can keep some of these in your dorm. Like having a first aid kit in your car and in your dorm, probably a good idea. Now, we also have a set of COVID-19 safety tips. And that's important because COVID's not going anywhere anytime soon. So the first thing you should know about COVID is what does your college expect in terms of vaccinations, masking, and social distancing. So for example, on my campus, if you want to come on campus, you have to fill out a form on the campus app that says, have you had this symptom, that symptom, the other symptom? And you basically have to say no to all the symptoms, and then you get cleared to come on campus. And when you come on campus, anyone can say, hey, show me your clearance, and you need to be able to show them the app that says, yes, I'm cleared to come to campus today. That's an expectation that you need to know about. And speaking of expectations, set some with your roommates about things like parties, socializing, and other things that will make COVID transmission more likely. Because it won't matter at all how good you are about your vaccines and your masking and your social distancing if your roommates like to party and they keep filling up the dorm room or the apartment with lots of people without masks on. Make sure you have an adequate supply of hand sanitizer and soap available to you. Keep some of that hand sanitizer in the car. Make sure you have an adequate supply of KN95 masks. And expect to have at least a few online classes. And for online classes, you want to invest in good anti-spyware, antivirus, and anti-malware protection. You want to update your system uh, pretty frequently. Ideally, you do it daily, but minimum twice a week. 
And you want to use a password manager and use really strong passwords so that other people cannot guess where, uh, what your email is, what your bank account is, what your social is. When you go out, and everybody's going to go out, all right? College students do this. They go to parties. They go to bars, and that's great. But when you're at a party or a bar, especially when everyone is drinking, get your own drinks and don't leave your drink unattended. Don't accept drinks from people, no matter how well you know them. Don't let them buy around and give you one. You don't know what they might have put in that drink. All right. If you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of your drink, the drink is toast. Don't drink anymore. But when you get back, get a new one. And about drinking, know your limits. Don't drink beyond them. And for some people, this means don't drink at all. And that's also an important thing to know. It's okay to lie if you need to leave a bad situation. Text a friend to call you so you can manufacture an emergency. I'm sorry, something came up. I got to get back home. Make other people earn your trust. Don't just give your trust to someone because they seem like a fun person at the party. Give your smile to many people. Give your love and your trust to very few who've earned it. Use indoor ATMs. You don't want to be outside uh, when you're getting cash from the machine. Being indoors also means you've got more machines and not more machines, but more cameras on you. Tell somebody where you're going. So if you are going to a party, tell someone who's not going, I'm going to be at this party. This is the address and I expect to be home by about 1230 in the morning. Could you check on me and make sure that I actually did get home safe? I'd appreciate it. Now let's talk specifically about when you use Uber and Lyft. This is all still part of going out, but this is a specific thing a lot of students may not realize that there are issues here. Don't ask the driver, "Am I? are you my ride? No, ask them, who are you waiting for? And make sure you match the license plate with the app. Also, take a photo of the license plate and send it to your friends. This is the car I'm in, and now you know what to tell the police if I don't show up at the party. Wait for your ride indoors, not outdoors. Ride in the back seat, not the front, because it's safer. But before you get in the seat, check the inside of the back door for the child safety lock and make sure that lock is off. Share your ride with your family and friends through the app. Let them know when you've been picked up and when you've been dropped off. Now, when you go out, you may be going out on a date, and that means that you may eventually end up getting intimate with someone. So let's talk frankly about this. If you are going to get intimate with somebody, practice safer sex. Use condoms. Make sure that you're on birth control of some kind. Don't leave it to chance, folks. There are things that you really don't want to catch. And if you don't use basic safety procedures, there's a good chance you'll catch them. Another thing is keep up your medical records so you can show recent negative tests for STIs and for COVID. Ideally, you should probably have medical records that are within a month, okay? If not, if not earlier than that. But try to get tested about once a month for STIs and COVID, especially if you're sexually active. Of course, you'll want to make sure that you're getting regular testing. There's a lot of different places you can do that. Oftentimes, uh, campus health, you know, the campus uh, student health, they'll be able to help you with STI tests or be able to tell you someplace in your community that is doing free or low cost tests. Be honest about having STIs and other illnesses like COVID or herpes. If you have them, don't pretend you don't. That's putting your partner or partners at risk. 
and you really don't want that on your conscience. Talk about consent. Establish a safe word that means things are going too far and this needs to stop. You might want to use traffic signals. A red light means complete stop. Yellow light means slow down, make sure all parties are okay mentally, physically, and emotionally. And green means keep going safely. And finally, set up a safe call before a date. And then if you don't call your safe call by the time you said you would, they should call the police. Finally, let's talk about helping others, which is also a part of safety. Set up safe calls with people, set up code words with people, and ask your friends to call and let you know that they made it safely. And do that yourself, too. You know, pull out your uh, your phone and, and send a message saying, hey, Dave, I made it and I'm safe, or wait for Dave to message you. And if Dave doesn't message you, then say, hey, Dave, are you safe? You know, haven't heard from you. Everything okay? Do that. Check on your friends. Check, Have them check on you. Okay, this is just basic, you know, good stuff to do. If you know someone who's being targeted, ask them if they need help or if they'd like to walk with you to their car. Pretend to be someone's friend. If you see someone getting cornered, chased, or followed, walk up to them and pretend to be their long-lost friend. This approach also works if you pretend to be the perp's long-lost friend because it creates a distraction where that perp is trying to figure out how they know you and that lets the potential victim get away. If you see a situation where you can't safely intervene yourself and you're on campus, call campus security. And if you see an altercation happening from a distance, use your loud and outdoor voice and say, hey, what's going on here? And call the campus police. So, Denor and I have some experiences with this, both as students and as faculty. And this is meant for everybody. I mean, I, you know, we have been talking a lot about dorms, but when you're walking to your car, it doesn't matter whether you're a student or a faculty. You want to know that you're safe. So I've taught night classes where we get out after dark. And when that's happened, I've used campus escorts both for myself and for my students. I'll be the last person to leave the classroom. I'll make sure that all of my students get to their vehicle safely before I'll go to my car. And like we've talked about, I'll use my flashlight to check in and around the car. I also don't post a ton on my social media. I rarely post photos. And when they are photos from trips I've taken, I only post them after I've returned because I don't need anyone to know that I'm not at home at that moment. If I'm going to share, here's where I was. And I really want to share you know, these cool things that I saw or cool things that I did. My friends can wait a few days. The ones who are closest to me might text me. They might ask, but I don't need to publicize that to everyone on the friends list because you never know who outside of the friends list is looking. As for me, talking specifically about using campus escorts, I was escorted to my car for an entire semester when a classmate threatened me. Back when I was in undergrad, he was punished, but I was worried that he would get violent. And so I had to call campus security. I had them on speed dial on my cell phone and they called them when I got to campus. They walked me to my class and then they walked me back to my car at the end of the day. I also had a student threaten to have her son find and damage my car one semester when I was teaching, and I reported her to campus security, and she got a really stern talking to, and I got escorted to my car for the rest of that semester, too. So your teachers have also used these services. Students don't feel ashamed about needing to use them. So that's what we have for you in episode 138. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people.
You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Android, and we're hosted on Blueberry.com. We have decided to no longer publish this podcast to Spotify, so if you found us there, please take a look at the other podcast apps instead. We'll probably be on one of them. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could write a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to join us next week for episode 139, when Adam and I talk about being assertive about your boundaries and needs. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learning made easier. And we look forward to seeing you next week.